Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb, the gentleman sitting across from me that needs me to talk him down from buying shit at the Hot Topic is Doug, and we have our first guest, our non-turn Michael. Hello, it's Doug. Toodaloo. That's Michael. Uh, actually, I have a full whiteboard for all of us today. And the first one I wanted to start out with is something that we had talked about previous to this. First world problems. As we all know, I got a disc stuck in my broken Xbox. And I could not find the manual eject to get it out. Michael, do you want to tell them why we finally got it out? Mainly because I really wanted to watch one particular episode of Venture Brothers. And that disc was stuck in the Xbox. He decided he had to watch 20 Years to Midnight, so he finally looked up what the manual eject on the Xbox Ignore was. me! Well, let's actually overlook me if we're talking about the eject button. No, we're talking about the Grand Galactic <laughs> Inquisitor. I know. Ignore me! I, I know. Somebody left a baby. Ignore me! That was a weird one. <laughs> okay, sorry. But yes, after, what, two weeks of it being broken, that's what finally motivated you to look up it, uh, look it up on the uh, internet. So all of you that break your Xbox 360 and need to find the manual eject, it's hidden on the side in the air vents. Where it should be. Where it should be? Like, really, it's, it's, it's the, uh, the vent equivalent from the Death Star. Oh, that's the exhaust port? Yeah. Huh. That's the exhaust port. I just don't know why you wouldn't put it on the front like, you know, all computers ever. And the original Xbox. Because then you wouldn't have to have a trench ward to get to it. I wonder if it unlocked an achievement. Oh, that'd be fucking rad. Well, the funny thing is... A life achievement. The funny thing is, even though it's broken, it still makes the noises when you run your finger over the power in the eject button. Like women. You know, I knew it was a bad idea to get you two together. I'm trying well, to remember the last time I had a girl beep at me. Awkward silence. I, I was going to have an eject button even when they're broken and when I rub it. Never mind. Um, okay. Moving on you know what, now. Yeah, because you know what you call a girlfriend after you break up is an Xbox. And if you get back together and then break up again, she's an Xbox 360. Why would it be an Xbox 360? Because you pulled a 360? Because, yeah, you got back together and then broke up again. She did a 360. It's a geometry joke. Nerded. Nerded. Oh, God. Uh, so, Michael, you want to tell us what you've been reading lately for the first time? I've actually been going through Dr. No by Ian Fleming. Nice. Um, I was going to say, so you never read any of the Ian Fleming before? Nope. I accidentally got into them like a thousand years ago because I found an audiobook tape of one of the Ian Fleming novels. And I ended up really liking it, so I just blew through all the other ones in paperback. Yeah, that's my plan the next week. Well, what were you telling me about Dr. No, the movie, versus Dr. No, the book? Uh, it's, the movie's much slower than the book. The, there's just so much that they left out. I just kind of really wish that they fo- or kept it more true to the actual story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the book, his name is Dr. Yes. <laughs> no. No? No. No? The book's actually Dr. called no? Dr. No. God, Doug, keep up. I got nothing. And you were also telling me you didn't. You could now never see Sean Connery is actually playing James Bond. No, because could or could not. The could actual not. character in the book is a little bit more brash and rugged. Yeah, Sean Connery's rugged. I don't know. Zardoz. 
lives in the desert. God damn, why did you have to put that image in my head? Isn't he wearing like a little harness thing in that? He's wearing like a banana hammock that goes up over his shoulders. Oh, you mean like, like the it's, like it's, the Borat? It's a uh, yeah, it's yeah. like an over the shoulder boulder holder banana hammock. If I may be so rhymetastic. Yeah, I mean with it's, a Batman belt. Yeah, yeah he's got a utility, yeah, belt. utility belt. And um was he holding his And like a, and like a, one of the like the first pistol you see Han Solo pull. Like, <laughs> you know. So were you trying to tell me Sean Connery shot first? Does that make Greedo the giant wooden head in that? In Zardoz? Oh. Why do we get sad over talking about Zardoz versus Star Wars? There's no comparison. There's one that we talk about on a regular basis and one that we only bring up when we're laughing at Sean Connery. Entrapment? <laughs> <laughs> the Rock? Fuck off. Nicholas Cage. I win. There's I do no, have to agree with him. I enjoy the rock. We're gonna go home and fuck the prom queen. She was the prom queen. But you know what movie I want to go back and rewatch? I, I don't know, I'm totally getting off topic. You were okay. shocked with uh, Nicholas Cage. Was I was thinking I have seen huh? Face off. Own it. Uh, Actually, I was just listening I love to that. a previous it's, uh, podcast of ours when you and I are talking about face off. I want to take his face, face off. off. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, uh, what is that, John Woo's first American movie? I believe so, yeah. His first American director debut? The funny debut? thing is, it actually kind of holds up pretty well, except for the few bitches I except had about it. Except for the doves? That's in John, every John Woo movie. John Woo, but except for the few bitches that I have about the styling, it actually holds up pretty well. It was the first movie where you really had the, oh, is there a lull in the action? Turn it into slow motion. Like, that, I mean, at, you, the, you, at the you, time, you, like, that wasn't cliche. I mean, it was like the whole... What I've talked about the the Shane Black, uh, uh, the Shane Black cliche of uh, every third act of a movie is a white guy and a, a black, black guy, guy with guns on a boat. fighting yeah fighting bad guys on a boat at night. That wasn't a cliche when he wrote it, and John Woo doing um, slow motion action sequences wasn't a cliche, was a cliche when he did it. It was John Woo. Yeah. Um, but no, I really want to go back and watch Vampire's Kiss. You just want to see naked Alyssa Milano. I don't blame him. Yeah. Not only do, wait, oh, speaking of, she's not only she naked, but she's in that. Yeah. Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, maybe it's Kiss of the Vampire. That I think your Kiss of the Vampire because Vampire's Kiss is the one where he uh, thinks he's turning into a vampire and makes the coffin out of a couch turned over and. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be Kiss of the Vampire. However, speaking of Alyssa Milano, please tell me you saw her quote unquote sex tape on Funnier Die because it's hilarious. No. Oh yeah, that is actually pretty good. It's what her supposedly in Mexico with some random guy and they're supposed to be making a sex tape, but at some point during this she kicks over the camera and all you get to see is footage of what's happening in Syria. It's hilarious. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm like, thank you, Alyssa. For a Milano. second there you had me at like sex tape and you went funnier die and I went, oh, oh okay. no, it's fantastic. I'm like, thank you, Melissa Milano, for having such a great sense of humor about yourself and knowing if anybody says Alyssa Milano sex tape, you're gonna get a million hits. She's so charmed. You want to go back and watch Charmed again? No, I don't. I've never seen it. Again. It doesn't seem like it would be your thing. No. However, in other news, I don't know if you read this this morning. There I'd rather was... listen to Semi Charmed Life than watch Charmed. Fine. Semi Charmed Life, maybe, maybe. Sorry. No, you can keep singing if you want. I want something else. Oh, if you're hearing that rustling, <laughs> Michael's rolling cigarettes. For money. Yes, that's like, exactly he's shaking it up and down like a fucking shark. Doug, I don't know if you read this this morning. There is Arrow Flash casting news. Yep, and it's a Gleek. Not to be confused with the monkey from Space Ghost. 
I was thinking um, the whole well, shooting out of your the road plans. No, that but it only beat run. one, so I think that coyote finally got that fucker. Yes, it is uh, Grant Gustin. It, uh, what's it? Uh, what is it? Gary Gustin or something? Grant. What Grant, is it? Grant. Grant. Yeah, it's going to be the Flash and Arrow um, slash. Yeah, the, the, the pilot for. Yeah. Um, which I'm imagining that's what they're going to build into the. Um, what would you call it? The DCCU. The DC Cinematic Universe. I don't know. I could go with because it's because it's MCU for Marvel Cinematic. Yeah, but if Universe. you see DCCU, it makes them seem like they're going to show all of them when they're in college. Yeah, it sounds like some sort of weird community. No, college. yeah, no, it sounds like a free speech like political committee. Oh, the DCCU. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the ACLU but for comics. It's like, oh, we're not going to let Batgirl get married uh, to a woman. Better call the DCCU, which that's true. Actually, that's been uh, a hot button issue with DC is that. Um, the two creators, uh, I, I can't think of the, one of them off the top of my head, but I know the other one's uh, J.H. Williams uh, the third, um, left Batgirl, or Batwoman, um, because... I am the Bat. And that is mine. Woman. Um, why does he keep talking that voice when everyone knows he's Bruce Wayne? Anyway, um, like even Bane fucking knows it, and he's like, where's the trigger? And you're like, dude, just save your vocal cords. Like, he's in character, let him have his moment. <laughs> Um, but he does it in Terminator 4 as well. Um, I always talk deeper when I'm wearing a mask. I don't want to hear about your sex life. Eh. Eh. Um, You're going to have to go get the horse mask, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. Ugh, this is turning into a weird snuff porn version of your next. No, it's um, going to be a shite to snuff. It's very German. Mm-hmm. Horse cocks and poop. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, no, so, so, uh, the, the creators left Batwoman because uh, she wanted to marry her girlfriend, um, a character named Maggie Sawyer, who, uh, if you remember back enough, she was actually a character from the uh, 90s Superman animated, um, uh, who ended up being put into the comics as uh, she was part of the Metropolis uh, Special Crimes Unit. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up ended up moving to uh, Gotham for some reason. I, I didn't read it. Work. Um, <laughs> Did you say work? I was teasing. Or twerk. I said work. I would never oh, okay. say twerk. But, uh... So she's been dating, uh... Uh, Kate Kane, Batwoman, and they were gonna get married, and I guess DC was like, let's put the kibosh on that. I don't understand why they would have such a big issue. I mean, they've obviously been dating for a while. What's so wrong with them, you know, making it legit? Well, and they made, you know, the Earth 2, uh, Golden Age Green Lantern, gay, okay. and, um... Judd Winnick from, um... Most people would know him from the real world, but any comic book reading nerd would know him as, you know, a seminal writer from Batman and Green Arrow. Um, and, and, Bar- and Barry Ween. Let's not give up on my, my uh, indie cred here. Well, it's um, one of those things, like I said, I just don't see why they would care when they've already established that they're fine having gay characters and gay relationships in the comics. But they can't get married is the issue. Which like, is apparently, bullshit. like, they're shitting on. Not gays, but gay marriage. I don't understand. Maybe it's just because they don't want to deal with the political fallout, which I think is stupid, because comics have always been kind of pushing the envelope, whether it be socially or politically, or what's simply acceptable. Well, and Judd Winnick won the Eisner, like, his breakout book was uh, uh, Pedro and Me, which was about... Um, it was about his uh, roommate dying of AIDS. Yeah. Um, and, uh, God, it's like fucking mouse-level depressing. But, uh, 
Um, it's like Elliot Smith depressing. It's, it's like, like Requiem for a Dream depressing. It's like if Elliot Smith did the soundtrack for a Requiem for a Dream and then and then watched Shame and then like yeah and then and like I was gonna say, and then like Tom Hanks from Philadelphia was yeah. in it. Um, I'm the only one has always thought Requiem for a Dream should be part of the high school anti-drug program. That's actually not a terrible idea. Hey, do you not want to fuck a dildo for drugs? Watch this movie. You like, know, I had a friend that referred to that as the worst porno ever because what he would do is he'd trick friends into just watching that scene and then they'd ask to borrow it and then a number of hours later he'd get a call from them incensed with rage. <laughs> like, that's the most horrific plank, prank you could follow. It's a requiem for a boner is more like it. Like I said, he's like the worst porno ever. Because like I said, he tricked them into <laughs> just watching that scene and if you watch that scene out of context, it's not horrible. But when you watch know it what's in context, going on, it's, it's fucking so horrible. Crushing. And I think Michael's right on this. I think maybe that's and a good idea. And pussy crushing. Uh, that might be a great idea for you know anti-drug, anti-drug propaganda for teenagers. Yeah, I don't know why the dildo lobby is not pushing for that. Um, <laughs> is there is there is there is there a dildo lobby? There I'm sure be. it's part of the pornography lobby. Okay. I'm sure if I googled uh, dildo lobby, I'd, I'd come up with a bunch of websites I don't want to look at. So it's one of those things. Just turn like... safe search on. <laughs> and then by that, it just means that dildos have condoms on them. Like I said, it's just one of those things where it's like there's always going to be things you're afraid to Google, no matter how innocent it might be. Like uh, I was trying to find. Do uh, you remember the uh, the kids' books that had like Mr. Grumpy and Mr. Uh, string bean and it, like they were like round. Yeah. Uh, Arby's yeah, yeah. owned the rights for them for like a billion years for yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, I was trying to find pictures of Mr. Happy. Something you really shouldn't Google. <laughs> yeah. See, like I said, you're trying to find a children's book character called Mr. Happy, but you're afraid to put it in. It's Google. it's buried. I will tell you right now. It's not. I don't. You know what? You uh, should have put in Mr. Happy children's book character. Not I'm just afraid of children's what, book. I'm trying to think of how I can safety Google that screwdriver I have called Mr. Seven Hands. Yeah, he's got a screwdriver called Mr. Seven Hands, which is really useful and awesome, but every time we use it, we laugh like fucking idiots. Edward Seven... Ed, no, I got nothing. No, it's more Mr. Mr. Hands. Hands. Mr. Oh. Dude, he died doing that. Not that time, but later on. Well, everyone dies later on. I said not that way. doing that. Yeah, not that way. <laughs> So, Doug, you finally watched the new Fright White after I'd been recommending it to you for a while, which actually I think you made me watch for the first time. No, because we watched the new Fright Night together. I never watched it. You gave it's it It's fucking me. worth it, man. <laughs> um, I thought... Actually, you were pretty tossed when we were watching that. Possibly. Okay, so you probably um, still remember. I thought it was Friday Night Lights. <laughs> couldn't figure out why the why, why the football player... Football? I couldn't... Why was that football player biting everybody? Um... Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, so I finally got around to it. I think part of it, I'll be honest, was um, I'm, on, I'm still on my who kick, and, you know, David Tennant's in it. Um, David Tennant's great in it. He he's fucking phenomenal. Do you realize that most of his lines are just him cursing? Yeah. Like, I started breaking down scenes with him, and I was just like, not with him. Um, that'd be nice. But um, it's someday, just... Doug. Someday. someday. Yeah, um, right. Just, yeah, just have David Tennant guest, and then all we do is just break down the script of Fright, Fright Night. Night. 
I don't know. I was, I, I that'd be a fucking fun. I'd listen to that. I think in the Nerdist, he's talking about filming that and how intimidated he was by Colin Farrell. Farrell's with body. His, with his yeah. shirt off and him with his shirt off. Well, I'd, Although, David Tennant with his shirt off, it's not bad. I don't, he's real lean. He's, he's not bad well, and they talk, he talks about that on that podcast. Yeah, like I said, he's real lean, but he is not bad to look at. Uh, no, and he, he pulled down a major hottie. So, um, hey, he is very married and extremely happy. I, yeah. Fucking his own fictional daughter. Um, he made it weird. Anyway, some more on so, Fright Night. So, Fright Night, yeah. And uh, once again, uh, so, you know, I, 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 I kind of outgrew horror in general. That's um, the reason I, I just don't see movies like uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose or The Conjuring or Insidious. Like, I just, I just, I don't care. I don't care. Um, so, Every Fright Night was kind of a, kind of a, kind of a left field one for me and I was well I liked it because of the humor in it well and so I'm watching the credits and I realize it was written by Marty Noxon who was part of the Mutant Enemy crew uh, crew she with she wrote uh, some of my favorite episodes of Buffy, Buffy absolutely yeah. she wrote also she wrote the, the Jonathan episode I believe when the, Jonathan cast the spell and he's the hero oh my god the opening credits alone are worth watching that episode especially the last uh, beat of that when they have him in the angel jacket walking Being down away. the yeah, they, yeah they do the angel nod um, which unfortunately is during one of my least favorite se- seasons because they have uh, the Buffy? Ad- yeah because they have the Adam as the villain <laughs> once again I go back to the <laughs> the floppy drive on his tit he's like Sorry. I just uploaded like all of the internet I'm like not on a 3.5 you didn't um, and it's got the eject button, like I that really old wish like. I could have just noticed Michael rubbing his nip when you said that. Were you rubbing your your disc boob? Disc yeah. Flash drive boob. Eject. Eject. <laughs> See, it works on many levels. Um, but uh. But yeah, more on Fright Night. So yeah, I mean Marty Noxon. Uh, the the special effects supervi- uh, supervision was provided by Walking now Walking Dead's Greg uh, Nicotero, who I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um. And I've been into special effects since I was uh, uh, seven. Kind of a weird aside. I had a friend's older brother who that's what he wanted to be was a special effects artist and uh, had just an entire bookcase full of, um, you know, books by a buyer about like Stan Winston and um, Industrial Light and Magic and like just piles, uh, just jealous piles of, of Fangora magazines. And I think that was really. Like influenced me very early in terms of you know where I would go in my life and my brain, um, but uh, so yeah, the, the special effects were all right. Um, However, the lead, the lead, Colin. I liked you really liked Colin Farrell, and he kind of had that no, like I wasn't talking about Colin Farrell. Quiet, smarmy. Oh, we're talking about um, Anton Yelchin, who's been in everything lately. lately. But I was gonna I was gonna text you about this where I'm like now watching. Fright Night, it made sense he would be Odd Thomas. Well, he was really good in Odd Thomas. The yeah, problems yeah. we had with that movie were not centered around him. Michael, you liked Odd Thomas, didn't you? No, I didn't see it yet. You watched it with me. Uh, was I drunk? Yes. Is this just is it just Anton Yelchin movies that you're having an issue with? You're just like, fucker, sounds no, Russian, I gotta drink vodka. No, no. He and I were playing some drinking games with Jameson. Yeah. yeah. And normally I get off work and he's already got a cushion going, so... Yeah. I have a high tolerance. I have to start early. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, no, you watched Don Thomas with me. I think we watched the second half. Anyways. But, no, I, I really liked it. Um, but, yeah, like I said, Fright Night, it was a pleasant and, surprise. And David Tennant was just... 
fu- just fucking hilarious and charming. And when he's pulling off the, uh, he's like trying to you know get the sweat off his balls in the leather pants and pulling off the the facial hair and all that. And he's like, oh, I'm drinking Midori. Like all of oh, these God, little the character, Midori. yeah, oh. all of these little character uh, quirks just fucking great. And the funny thing is the first time they do the reveal on that, it's after I'd seen the episode of Community where Jeff is dressed up as what, Nightshade, the goth, the, the magician. Oh, yeah, yeah. To yeah, Chang's birthday party. Yeah, to, to yeah. I kind of wanted to see them like do kind of like dueling stupid goth magicians. That'd be fun. Well, it'd be that and uh, Jim Carrey from uh, Burt Wonderstone. Oh, God, I hated that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Brain fuck or whatever they had. Mind fuck? Is that the name of the... Mind rape. Mind rape. It was such a bad movie. <laughs> I know, and you laughed so hard when I told you about it, because I'm like, oh yeah, mind rape, and he pulls the fucking thing out of his face, and you watch it, and you're like, Jesus Christ. It could have been, it was either going to rock the or suck. The pacing was awful. It was either going to rock or suck. There was never going to be an in-between. Cast oh, the pacing was terrible. Steve Buscemi was really funny when he goes to the third world country to give them magic kits instead of food and water. I mean, there were so many premises in that movie that were gold and just squandered. And you super hot Olivia Wilde, although Mike, you made an excellent point about her early in the week. Yeah, she's batshit insane. Isn't she dating... Um, so they're engaged now. Are they engaged actually, yeah. to Jason but, Sudeikis? Yeah, but she's like a crazy vegan, and she does really kind of have the crazy eyes. I think she might be so... Well, it's probably from the lack of protein. Like I said, I think she might be so crazy, it's not worth putting up with the hotness. Yeah, I think that's she, what I Like think. I said, it's it's the crazy hot ratio. What do they call it on, on How I Met Your Mother? The, it's a specific... V- uh, Vicky... Vicky Mendoza Diagonal. Exactly. I How think, the fuck did I remember that? Because we watch a lot of How I Met Your Mother. That's true. But like I said, I think the crazy might outweigh the hot in that woman. And There's a reason why she's the poster child of Peter right now. Yeah. Why? What? No, what was that reaction? Why is... Well, it's just, if you're the poster child of Peter, you're... Like, Tend to be a militant, vegan say, or militant. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a pescatarian. I don't wear leather. And I was gonna say, I was gonna say, do uh, how many uh, robots had to die for those leggings? None. They're nylon. Just a bunch made them. Exactly. In their own image. Hold on, I've got it. There's a. There's. there's <gasps> oh my a, god! The robot gods made leg, robot leggings in their own image. No, because the nylons are who they fought in Battlestar Galactica. I can't tell if you're sad because I made a nylon Cylon joke or uh, I'm you're sad just sad because, because it was an excellent point and I didn't think of it. Yeah. But they don't have a clever catchphrase like the Daleks or the Cybermen, so... No, they don't. So, you... You're a Cylon, aren't you? Yeah, it's it. Like, they glow when they fuck, I think, is the whole thing. No, you're a Cylon, I think. Doug's I'm a Cylon? Yeah. Doug's not good-looking enough to be a Cylon. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Doug's I'm, not good-looking enough to be a Cylon. No, I am... I'm... I'm good-looking no enough. I'm, I'm a good... <laughs> I'm a good... She's really fucking funny. And she's fucking filthy. I listen to her Nerdist. Yeah, I kind of want to see her and John Berryman filth off. Oh my god, that'd be fucking amazing. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff and John Berryman filth off. Hard to get on that one. Um, Oh my god, because he'd be the only one that could pull it off. Yeah. Um... No, I, I totally no. I I'm probably pretty enough to be the uh, the inside of a Dalek, and that's about as close as I get. Mm. It's like so, the the fucking Tom York lazy eye and a couple tentacle whiskers and. Oh, poor Doug. I'm like the I'm like the the one that got like sucked in through the time lock and is kind of fucking crazy. Like I'd be okay. that one. So you watched the James Franco roast, which I did not. 
I did, and about halfway through it became the Jonah Hill roast. Yeah, um, I started watching it, but I fell Did asleep. you watch? Oh, man. It was like 3 a.m. when I was watching it, though. It's... Okay, most... I mean, I, I, I there are a few comedy roasts that really pop for me, like the William Shatner one. Oh, yeah. The, uh, uh, the Joan Rivers one is probably one of my favorites. Uh, Bob Saget. And what I've noticed is the ones that I really like are the ones where they have, like, a circle of friends. Not just your usual roast. And you're always going to have Jeffrey Ross. Um, and uh, rest in peace, Greg Geraldo. You're always going to have those two uh, until recently without Greg Geraldo. But, oh, um, poor Greg Geraldo. Yeah, I know. Um... Wrestle with some demons and demons won. But, um, but this one had, I mean, do you know who was on the dais? I mean, you had Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen as the roast hey, master. You said on the dais, and I started singing Falco's on the dais in my head. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah! I thought. Oh, uh, word plays on the dais, on the dais. On the dais, on the dais, on the dais. On the dais, on the dais, on the dais. On the dais. You can't trust him. He killed Mozart. Ah, oh. ooh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, go ahead. So if the snake's eating its own head, how does it poop? Um, okay. Ouroboros. Ouroboros. I told you it's, it's the peppered of this week. Um, no, so it's got Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, um, Sarah Silverman, which I know, she's really funny in it. Um, I'm not a Sarah Silverman fan. Uh, Bill Hader. Um, I'm a huge Bill Hader fan. He's really funny in it. He plays uh, the the like he plays Mr. Hollywood, but it's good. They have a great they have a great fucking gag on Bill Hader. There are two of them that I remember. And he goes, he goes, yeah, blah 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 on Twitter. And speaking of 140 characters, no one gives a shit about. Bill Hader's here. Aww. Like, and there's one where he goes, something about yeah, I know you got that fucking lazy eye, but like that eye so lazy it's collecting welfare or something. Like it's. Jeff Ross pulls out some great shit. That sounds awesome. Um, I think it's Sarah Silverman who says something about, um, yeah, uh, backstage, uh, Seth Rogen rolled a, uh, rolled a big fatty. Hell's rigged to get Jonah Hill on there, or get Jonah Hill on stage. And they start making, like, like fucking terrible weight jokes about Jonah Hill. And, he's, and he I'm takes it all in stride. He's... He's pretty spelt now, or is this? No, he, he fluctuates. He's kind of pulling an Oprah. Um, okay. And they, and they make fun of that, where they're like, "How hard was it to find a tuxedo that changes sizes every three months?" Um, <laughs> My tuxedo doesn't fit anymore. It must be because it must be because I've grown so much. No, it's because you stole it from that boy at a bar mitzvah. Man, thank you. What is that? Futurama. Oh. Um, that was gonna. I was gonna post on my personal Facebook about, and thanks to a healthy dose of denial, I'm immortal. <laughs> Violent outbursts, general sluttiness. General sluttiness. Thanks, thanks, to denial. thanks, denial. I'm immortal. I'm immortal. Um, but also the Jonah, uh, the Jonah Hill roast. See, the the James Franco roast was really fucking funny. And the opening credits, uh, it's like you know, directed, written by, produced by, gripped by James Franco. Um, yeah, everything is Franco on there. I mean, everything credits. is Franco. They just, I mean, it, it's like watching kind of an, a, an almost extended riff from. Um, from uh, this is the end, where they make fun of him being, you know, pompous and, um, you know, going to Yale for seven years or whatever the fuck he did. Um, I don't think it was seven years. No, but I mean, it, you know what I mean? Like, they, it, it's some good shit. It's it really worth watching. Um, like I said, I, I put it up with some of my favorite rows from Comedy Central. All right. I'll there, see what there have been some doozies, but um, they need to do George Takei. Uh, well, he was on um, Shatner. Yeah, I know. They need to roast him though. It's not Takei. It's, it's Takai. No, it's Takei. 
like gay. <laughs> like he actually said that, so I'm I'm not being a. Please tell no me. One needs to call the, no, no one needs to call. No one called the DCCU on me. Please tell me that you've seen the clip of him reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my. God, no! It's hilarious. He stops and he keeps saying "Oh my" every time something is particularly suggestive. It's hilarious. Did you hear that? Like, there's a fucking like Batfleck level um, uprising about the casting of Fifty I Shades did. of Grey. I did. However, I'm huge pro casting on that, and one of the things is that. I don't One know who the, the girl main... is. I think she's in Gossip Girl or something. No, she's done a few things. Or she Gilmore did a, Girls a very she did a very short lived series called Ben and Kate that was actually very good. Oh, on um It's uh, Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson's daughter. Oh, that's someone And I can't yeah, okay. think of her name right now. It's her last name's Griffith, but her first name's escaping me. She does have a big Emily. part. Yeah, Emily Griffith. She no, does... that's not really I was just gonna go along. That, lo- that was a local reference joke for anyone in Denver's Emily in Griffith. Memphis. Yeah. I was going to say, she does have a bit part in 21 Jump Street, the movie, that's actually pretty funny. Who was the, the British girl in, um, Ben and Kate was really funny, and she's in a bunch of she shit. She is in a bunch of stuff, and she, she's, and I, I can't think I think of she's who it Australian, is. actually, I don't think she's British. No, I think she's British. But uh, I was going to say, she does a bunch of stuff, and she's real funny. Like I said, I was very sad Ben and Kate was short-lived, because I actually really enjoyed that series. But, um... She reminded me of, um... But like I said, look up him reading Fifty Shades of Grey because it's hilarious. He made me watch it. Michael made me watch it a while ago. Didn't? didn't but the... we've referenced a couple things, which is a good jumping off point for our next thing. Doug, you cried twice this week. I think I cried twice last week. Oh, sorry, um, last week. Since one, we well, we'll, we'll get we'll things. get to the short one, then we'll get to the long one that works as a segue. Yes, the short one. The short one's the yeah, I totally uh, cried during Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> We are um, almost to the point where you're allowed to talk about Doctor Who. I'm all, no, I no, I'm, I'm like say in length. I'm um yeah, I'm I'm uh, I I I'm like the third episode in on season seven, so I'm not I'm not out of the Who woods yet. Um, but I do like the the just the sheer nuttiness of dinosaurs on a spaceship. Um, it's it's very ax cop. Um, but uh, what was the question? Oh yes, so I cried during Doctor Who. Um. And I know that I'd listened to the Nerdist where uh, Matt Myra was talking about crying during the Doctor's Wife episode. Uh, it was not that episode. Uh, I actually cried during, uh, and I'll remember this till the day I die, was the Girl Who Waited episode, which is the one where um, Amy gets, like, the, the, it's the two separate timelines, and Amy ends up, like, not being saved for 36 years. Um, and Rory and the Doctor are, like, you know, running on a different, so it's, like, been, like, minutes to them, but years to her. And they find her, and she's like a post-apocalyptic, like Mad Max warrior woman. Yeah, that was a sad one. Oh my god! The so spoilers if you haven't seen it, or you're gonna get into it. Um, and it's pretty deep in the series, so. But uh, yeah, there's uh, you know, the Doctor says, "Oh, well, we can save both of them," um, you know, and uh, I'll I'll rework the TARDIS to to preserve the paradox, which has happened because uh, the Master did it. I was gonna say they've established that that's possible. Um, but in the end, the Doctor goes, "No, that would actually." tear apart the reality the same way it, it almost did with the master um and uh so they they the doctor locks the the older amy out and uh there's just this scene where like two things kind of hit me where the older amy is like banging on the door and she's like if you love me lock the door don't let me in i'm giving all my time with you to you know to her and you know they had uh, a previous speech about how she, he was the most beautiful person that uh you know 
she had ever met. And it was just this, the, just the line of like, you know, don't let me in. Like, if you unlock the door, I'm going to come in and, you know, you're worth it. And I'm, and I'm starting to get a little misty. And then like Rory is like yelling at the doctor, like, don't make me fucking choose. You're turning me into a murderer. You're turning me into you. Yeah. And it, whatever, that's, that's whatever. That's the line that always gets me is that you're turning me into you. And whenever like anyone like accuses the doctor of being this heartless monster, it always hits me really hard. Um, because you know that's not how he thinks of himself. But you see certain situations where you're like, yeah, you're like fucking David Tennant with the end of time. Yep. You know, um, and you know, and 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 Rose or not Rose, um, and Amy saying, um, you know, like you know, this is what happens when you're alone. Like you don't you don't have that kind of you know, uh, Jiminy Cricket character. Um, but yeah, I bawled. I bawled at the end of, of the girl who waited. And, you know, and that older Amy dies and she's at peace when they, they like tag her with the um, tranquilizing uh, skin. And, uh, oh my God, it was... I, I thought you were in on in on being shocked, but you were yawning. No. Um, I thought you were like, oh, but you were yawning. Um I love your space work. No, um, so no, I cried during that, um, which was funny because uh, I ended up talking to my mom and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, Doctor Who was really sad. Oh, stupid therapy's making me in touch with my emotions and now I cry at everything. Now I uh, feel stuff. Now I stupid feelings. Um, but yeah, so, and then uh, the second thing I cried at, and we'll use this as a segue. Which is something both. I was gonna say Michael and I watched this week. Yeah, and you know we really would well, have I guess talked it was about last it last week, but still. Yeah. yeah, just the timing of recording. Uh, we didn't get to it last week. Uh, was the the last episode of Futurama. Futurama? What was it called? The one with not the dead dog. So yeah, something, something about not the dead dog. This is not the dead dog episode. Or something about so, yeah, something like that. But um, um. Just fucking heart wrenching, but in a good. I mean, they went out on a high note. I mean, really, I've been a little itchy about this season. Um, it's been kind of uneven, and the the series finale was just the happiest, saddest thing I think I've ever well, seen. Fry finally proposes to Leela. They spend their whole fucking life together, and then Exploring they choose to give up their bucket list. Yeah, yeah, and they choose. You know the once again spoilers, but at the end that that line where it's like you're gonna have to give up all that time with yourself I seem to be stuck on like weird time yeah, yeah time stream couples um and he, he asked her isn't you know, ready for another go round and she goes let's do it and it's just so so fucking beautiful and poignant and it's a couple that so loves being together that they're ready to do it again even if they had to kind of even if even if it does they run they run the risk yeah. of it you know well, you know that Leela's going to say yes. I mean, that's just... Um, it's its not like the... getting ta- caught in the time loop when he jumps off the... Uh, is it the Empire State Building? Vampire State Building. So, excuse me. When he gets caught jumping off the Vampire State Building, totally remind me of Slow Mo from Dread. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Totally yeah. remind me of Slow Mo from Dread. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cried and, you know... But it was like a happy cry. It was like an, oh, like, that's really, like, it was just... a, It was a fitting end to the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, because I think at the end of every season they've kind of pushed Fry and Leela a little farther, a little farther, a little farther. And this one was like, it's the end. We've got to do, you know, kind of the big, you know, big moment with them. And fucking, when he talks about like, you know, uh, and you could, 
you could easily uh, take out Fry and put Rory into this as well when he says, like, you know, I waited a thousand years for you with Rory. It's 2,000. Um, you know, he goes, like, you know, I waited a thousand years just to meet you, and, oh, God, it's so beautiful. And, um, you know, it's probably preying on, um, you know, my uh, low level of uh, uh, loneliness. Where I'm like, I just want to wait a thousand to meet the perfect person. <laughs> but, um... That was a little joker instead of crying. I don't know what that was. Um, but, uh, I like that you just coughed and then looked at your hand afterwards. Were you me? checking for chunks of lung? Pretty much. Okay. That's good. Always do a lung check. Um, so I don't know what, like, what did, what did you guess? And, I, you know, and, and... I really liked the episode. I liked it a great deal. I was a little wondering why they... they this is going to sound stupid when I say this, but I mean, if they're together for that long, was it just, they just weren't having kids? Is that just not in the cards for them? I don't know. Like I said, I, it's just one of those random She might have been infertile based on well, just that was, time being stuck. Well, she might have been infertile because she's a mutant. Yeah. No, that doesn't make any sense because her parents are mutants. Yeah, but we they have her. mutants and humans can uh, crossbreed. Oh, that's true. It, it could be a Superman Lois Lane thing. Like I said, it, it's just because, I mean, mutants were banned to the sewers until, which I love that they actually finally brought that in. Mutants are now allowed up on the uh, surface. Yeah, they don't just need day passes or whatever Like I said, they, they had their, their mutant freedom movement. <laughs> Devo. We'll do anything we can for the mutant movement. <laughs> what is it? Uh, play whip it. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. He's so great. Um... So, Doug, you forced me and Michael to watch a very horrific video. Yeah, let's let's bump <laughs> it up from uh, crying with crying with to what the fuck moments to, to crying with laughter is uh, the the Fox video by uh, a Swedish or Norwegian band called I, I believe it's Yelvis Yel- uh, Y L V I S I think is how. Oh, why couldn't they name themselves Velvet Yelvis then? Oh, Velvet Yelvis would have oh, been awesome. Great. Okay, if um, we ever have a band, we're gonna be called the Velvet Yelvises. Um, I want to go with like Gary King and the Enablers or Sister Cripple. Sister Cripple. That's, yeah. Well, it's a Venture Brothers joke. It's, yeah. it's the name Doc Hammer came up with when they asked him on the commentary to come up with a band name, and it was Sister Cripple. Nice. I like to listen to. Commentary. I had a a, a, a a group of ex-girlfriends that uh, were going to form a band, and I said uh, they call themselves the Vicious Bitches. You whore. I'm still friends with a lot of my exes, so. Uh, but the fox video. What the fuck? How would a fox make any of those noises he makes during the chorus? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Was the fox scatting? Was that real? Was that the sound that you, you're like? No, no, it's all wrong. They actually scat. Well, you and I both know what foxes sound like, yeah, Michael. It's more of a chirping. It's like. They, they sound kind of like a tortured chihuahua, and then nah, they I also quite throw that like chirp that. a little bit. It's more of a. They do yip. They're, well, they that's sound, dolphin. No, they, no. they sound a little bit like coyotes, but it's not... I was going to say it's a little... They don't have a yowl or a bark, though. It's just more of uh, a... yip. Yeah. I was going to say, you, I mean, Michael, yipping. remember when I was... Many years ago, when you and I were teenagers, I had this giant Maine Coon cat named Joey, and my parents lived right up against the mesa. Joey got in a fight with a fucking fox and killed that motherfucker. I know exactly what a fox sounds like. When it dies. Well, when it's fighting, too. Yeah. This is what it sounds like. When foxes cry. No. 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 We can sing on a dais, but you can't sing when foxes cry. Okay. 
<laughs> At least if you do it, do it a little bit more in the style of Doves Cry by Prince. That's what I was doing. Not, yeah, not oh, you're like, no, that wasn't even close. <laughs> no. It's almost as bad as the uh, Information Society Don't You Want Me Baby on, uh, on the Venture Brothers. Do you not want me? Don't you want me, I mean, baby? baby? Not even close. That would kind of that kind of sounds like a. No, that sounds like my That's, douche neighbor and their annoying dog. They have two small Pomeranians and a really, really skittish and shy Great Dane. They're Great Danes also. Yeah. Their Pomeranians can die in a fire. Unless they're vampires. They would still die in a fire. Oh, that's true. Vampires are susceptible to fire. Duh. You know, the vampire Pomeranian from oh, yeah, Blade that's 3. Right. Pac-Man. <laughs> Parker Posey's vampire Pomeranian. Uh, it wasn't. It was Triple H's. Was it really? Yeah. Was He's like, don't make fun of my dog. Oh, I guess you're right. And I had one of my favorite insults of all time in that movie. Mm. Cock juggling thunder cunt. You say that a lot, actually. Uh-huh. It's fucking phenomenal. The first time I heard that, oh, it was just... Ryan Reynolds sang it to Parker Pose, and he goes, you cock juggling thunder cunt. He says it with such venom that it just blew me away. Wow, that's another comic book movie that Ryan Reynolds has done. Um, Blade. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was in Blade 3. Yeah, he played Hannibal, uh, Hannibal King. He had a really nice body in Blade 3. Uh, that and uh, Amityville. Welcome to the Honeycomb Hideout, Doug. Maybe you should blink more often. Sorry, I had a lot of sugar for breakfast. I mean, fucking, a lot of people shit on Blade 3, but I really liked I it. I like Blade Me 3. Me too. I like Blade 3. I mean, I can see where Wesley Snipes could get pissed, because he's like, hey, I've got tax debts. Can we not make this uh, a jumping-off point for a spinoff? Can we keep making it Blade-centric? Because I'm going to go to jail soon. Um, but, you know, it worked out, because now he's going to be in The Expendables 3. Uh, moving on to The Internet Told Me I'm Wrong. We actually have three things in our corrections department. Yeah, one of which has kind of been ongoing. Um, that we kept fucking up uh, the Powerpuff Girls' origin, and it is actually Chemical X. Finally, we've gotten Chemical X right. Chemical X. I, I knew that one. Yes, but you weren't here now. But no, yeah, you weren't here. It's like when Doug and I are trying to struggle to figure out who, uh, I was going to say, who uh, Dr. Orpheus's wife left him for. The Outrider. Not the Dark Rider, not the Night Rider. The Outrider. Dude, if she would have left him for the Night Rider. Wait, wait, are we done with the car? or? Um, yeah, but it's just there's a point where I'm insisting he's called Night, the Night Rider. Yeah, At least it wasn't Ghost Rider. No, I never insisted. She no, his come would be fire, like on the sequel. Oh. I never watched the sequel. I'm kind of glad I didn't now. Uh, there's a part where the the kid is trying to figure out like what it looks like when he pees, and it's like you just see him like waving a flamethrower by his crotch, but like his back is to the camera. It's fucking horrid. That's, that's awful. Damn. And other mistakes that we made. But the Ghost Rider himself looks way better. Yeah, I was going to say, and other mistakes would be Christine Taylor is Ben Stiller's Christine wife. Taylor, not Christine McCormick, which I believe, I'm going to set myself up for another correction, I'm sure. Right. Uh, I believe Christine McCormick was the actual original actress that played Marsha in the original Brady, Brady Bunch, Bunch, whereas yeah. Christine Taylor, Taylor played Marsha in, in Brady yeah. Bunch movies. Yeah, with Gary Cole. But uh, the was, last uh, one we have is uh, Transmetropolitan. Yeah, as a comic book nerd, I yeah, as a comic book nerd, I I I I knew walking in this was going to be corrected, but uh, the uh, the issue we were talking about the the, the television episode or issue, mm -hmm. um, and I had posited that was the one with um, all the different artists. Yeah, um, Jaime Hernandez and Ed Rizzo, uh, Ed Rizzo and um, 
why am I feeling the one I like? Uh, well, I like them too, but, um, uh, Brian Hitch. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Kieran Dwyer, and, uh, turns out it was actually issue 31, the one where, uh... He's just completely drug out. He's, yeah, and I, I, I want to say, uh, don't, don't correct me, but I want to say, I think, maybe it's in your head too, it's the one where on the first page, it's a full page panel of him with that, like, mechanical inhaler in his nose, and he's like... I have radio for Europe in my headbones. I hear the headbones. Like, my headbones hear everything. I'm not 100%. And he's hiding behind the couch with the bowel disruptor on the next page, next panel. And they're like, Jesus Christ, like, it looks like someone danced through the medicine cabinet. <laughs> um, and they get out before he can do anything to them. And he starts having all these different hallucinations, and uh, he watches the porn. Yeah. Um, which I believe was a uh, Kieran Dwyer um, uh, drawn um, sequence. Um, uh, I think it was one of the first times I heard uh, the the phrase of using someone like a condom, or using someone's head as a condom, uh, oh, which was it's God. the the end scene where he's going through like hell and he's like ah oh, fuck you you never listen to me and they're like we'll never listen to you we're the, you're during public and they tear him apart and you know the the filthy assistants are like oh his filthy assistants yeah um, much maligned filthy assistants I love him. I love Yelena um, no no I mean much maligned by him. He loves him in the same way. I mean, there's you get you get the sense that Yelena is pregnant with Spider's baby. Yeah, you, you get, get the sense that they're the, yeah yeah that they're gonna procreate. Yeah. But uh, moving on from that, mistakes I made this week. We each have one. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got one this week. Michael, do you want to go first since yours is the most horrific? Well, uh, actually, yeah, it was a pretty major mistake. More so the aftermath of it. Um, I think the best way to describe it is uh, that Hot Pepper episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> I ended up doing a little vision quest down uh, East Colfax last night after eating a ghost pepper hole. you want to tell them why you oh ate the God. ghost pepper hole? Because I was drinking. <laughs> also, what did your friend do? He videotaped it. And? Uh, there'll probably be a video up shortly. And? And? Had no and then? facial recognition. Yeah, whatsoever. no reaction or anything I from it. I think you've gotten taste bud deaf, so to speak. Yeah. I, I just wish the other parts of me were the same, because right now I am a double-ended flamethrower. I'm sorry, do you want to introduce our audience? You are Ghostwriter's cock. Pretty much. Do you Pretty want to introduce much. our uh, audience to the phrase you came up with for what's going on with your bowels? Um, I had to go and commit a John Acost. Yeah. Is it John Acost? Yes. Yeah, John Acost. There's a gas chamber joke in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. You I had something for this. You probably turned the bathroom into a gas chamber. Yeah, most likely. I know right now I'm sweating capsaicin. I really want to find someone I don't like and give them a nice big hug later. Rub a little bit under their nose. So yeah. if, you had a, if you had a wet poo with that, would it be called pepper spray? Yeah, it would be. Okay. If I had whiskey last night, it would be pepper spray. It actually would be chemically? Yeah, that's fucking gross. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know why I poked. I don't know why I poked that bear. I was gonna say he loves hot things, but he burns out his taste buds on a regular basis, so he doesn't realize how hot things are. Do those like, grow back? Because your tongue doesn't. Oh uh, yeah, they actually yeah, go back after about two weeks. Yeah, your taste buds. Think about when you burn your tongue. Yeah, because your tongue doesn't scar. Exactly. No, your taste buds change out, mm -hmm. and you every once in a while you probably have the sensation where you've got one taste bud somewhere on the tip of your tongue that's kind of on its way out and it's bugging you. Is that that rough feeling? Is that what that is? Where you got like cat yeah. cat tongue? Yeah. That's my entire tongue right now. Yeah, it's it's also of, lower intestine. 
Yeah. I was going to say it's irritated like taste paper. buds, whether they be overly uh, burnt or maybe just too hot or maybe they've just got something scraped on them. Weird. Probably doesn't help that I ate a lot of Vindaloo over the week. I'm probably so fucking cynical that it just makes sense that all of my body is irritated. I have a bunch upstairs if you want one. Ghost peppers. Ghost peppers. Fuck no. (laughs) Out of your goddamn mind. (laughs) I don't like jalapenos, let alone... I've had... I had a taste of... um, I worked at a burger joint, and uh, this guy on his own time had made um, ghost chili, uh, ghost pepper chili for the burgers um, for the the ballsy patron. And uh, I had, I think like half a teaspoon of it to taste. Whoa. And I could not... I could not get to the fucking milk fast enough. See, when you taste something that hot, like a sauce, you're supposed to just take a toothpick and just dip it, it in it. No, yeah, he was like, "Hey, here's a fucking no," because it was like a chili. It was like a um, like a like a green chili type of concoction. Um, yeah, and it's probably about as hot as pepper spray. It it could have been weaponized you know very easily. Funny though, is anytime you make a chili burger, it looks like a scat burger, anyways. Yeah. Scat like poop. Yeah. Anytime you pour chili over a burger, it looks like a scat burger anyways. Okay. So I actually have a boring mistake I made this week. As both of you know, we've been enjoying monsoon-esque weather. Yep. I did not take this into consideration. Did not take this into consideration when I went to the park. Well, you don't have to sound mechanical when you do it. Well, I do when you're making assy, assy hand gestures at me. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain Pay saying no project. Attention said pay no attention to the douche in the corner making hand gestures at me. Hey, so I would say when I was on the bus, I stopped... Is there any Red Bull I, left? Yeah, mine. Give me a little Red Bull. Don't be such a bitch, bitch. I have to say, when I was on the bus, though, I kind of wanted to start referring to the bus driver as captain as we were forwarding, or, uh, forwarding rivers like Peoria. But, I mean, you were down in a part of town that got it much worse. I was just here in Cap Hill... And it was basically just wet the entire time. There was a few downpours, but it was essentially just drizzling the entire time. So I went to the park to work out. I got my little hood on. I'm not thinking anything of it. I went ankle deep in mud. It was bad. Like, inside my socks, inside my shoes. Have to spray down my uh, this athletic shoes in the shower bag. Oh, yeah. Considering that park used to be a cemetery, yeah. Um, I was on the path. It was fine. But, yeah, no, it, it, was, it was bad, bad. And I'm like, son of a bitch! Is it worth it to have a nice ass? No. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, I... It, you got caught in the monsoons, too, didn't you? I actually have... Well, I got caught in, um... It's the rainy season in the Midwest. It, Everyone get your rice paddy two year Two years ago, we had, like, a monsoon season, and, uh, I took pictures of, uh... Oh, yeah, you took pictures of it coming in your office window, didn't you? Well, yeah, the office I was in, um, part, yeah, part of that building flooded, um, or sprung a leak, um, and then, uh, I, uh... Decided I was gonna walk home uh, from um, the downtown area all the way up to uh, like North Denver, which was like an hour and a half walk. And my umbrella decided to turn itself out, uh, inside out, and tear away from the spines. Um, which is a movie cliche, but does happen. Yeah, yeah. It's um, a good visual representation about how shitty the weather is and how shitty your life just got. Absolutely, but uh, I took pictures of it for uh, a then girlfriend because I was gonna send her like this is. And my feet looked like zombie skin, like they oh, were. Oh, you got trench foot, didn't you? Yeah. Well, it was like yeah, like pale, wrinkly. It it was like Greg Natero could have had it attacking people in Fright Night. Um, <laughs> nice callback, Doug. Thank nice you. Callback. Callback Mountain. Um, but uh, yeah, th- this year I was uh, I've got a, a heavier duty umbrella, and um, 
just played played it smart in terms of uh, you know staying in and you know waiting till like the sheets of rain died down before going out for a cigarette. And you didn't really have that option though, did you, Mike? Oh no, uh, I just did a nice full brim head and a um, trench coat. I stayed dry the whole Actually, time. You did kind of look like Harry Dresden in your getup, except you didn't have long hair. Yeah, or the thing in disguise. Yeah, you could have been the thing in disguise. Yeah, you could have cool. been been Chickless in disguise. Michael, I know. Michael I really Chickless. wish I Sorry, ordered Michael. this Michael umbrella Chickless that I saw. Brim. Yeah, that's why. I got it. What, honey? I really wish I ordered this umbrella I saw like two weeks ago. It had a big funnel in the center, and it went down where the base of the uh, stem was actually a squirt gun. That's great. I want one of those like nineteen sixty. I don't even care if they're for girls. Um, the the nineteen sixties like mod umbrellas where they're like a dome. God, yeah, I want one of those so bad. You want it with the spiral on it, like the penguin's umbrella from what about, Batman? What about I'm the fucking, ones? yeah, yeah, oh god, when he goes, ah, fucking wrong umbrella, and he's got the one with all the, the, the mobile yeah, stuff the mobile on umbrella it. Since he stole the and he's, uh, is he dying from the heat? Because I think he's delirious when that happens, and he goes, ah, wrong umbrella. See, now I just kind of remember the uh, ones from the 80s where it was like the two foot diameter umbrella hat. Oh yeah! You know, oh, I, I remember really those. Like, I'd like the peekaboo umbrella, where it's innocuous on the outside and like full-on spread shot on the inside. What? Peekaboo ties. We've talked about peekaboo ties before, haven't we? I thought we were talking about umbrellas. Yeah, but I want a peekaboo umbrella. What the fuck is a peekaboo umbrella? Just plain on the outside right, and it has a full one spread on the inside. You want a porn umbrella? Don't you? Now. <laughs> porn umbrella. Porn umbrella. That sounds like a monster. Umbrella sounds that like a, sounds a like stripper. A, no, it sounds more like a, a trip or X-rated parody of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh. Or uh, or um, what's one with the shag carpeting UFO? Barbarella. Barbarella. Bar 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 Barbarella. Bar bar bar. No, you gotta go Barbarella. Please fuck my. What? So, what? Nothing. Nothing. Or shag carpeting UFO. So Doug, Not a euphemism. You have your mistake I made this week, but I my mistake was I've a good news. Of it greatly. Mine was a good yeah. Mine was a good news. Bad news. Bad news is uh, an extra large girl shirt is still in the end a girl shirt um, based on cut. Thought I was going to try to dodge that uh, that gender uh, specific bullet. Didn't um, tried putting that shirt on and yeah. Um, However, I, I looked shoulders. like the I looked like the fucking nerdiest Hulk ever, <laughs> like. Um, you looked like Tobey Maguire in a bad Hulk costume. I looked like fucking Chris Farley putting on David Spade's coat is what I Did fucking looked like. Did you sing Fat Man in a little No, shirt? but I should have. Um, uh, made my arms look fucking fantastic, though. Well, yeah, but, uh, girl's sleeves but, are but, different. Yeah, but sh- yeah, showed off the baby bump a bit too much. The gunt? The, I'm sorry, gunt Bert? Gut Bert. Uh, oh, it's just a yeast storage unit. Who's uh, slowly being aborted. Yay! Yes, he's slowly avoiding gut birth. Yeah. Through hard work and good eating. Yeah. Not even hard work. Well, I mean, I work hard at work, and that well, results in... walking some more. Yeah. Um, I'm put feeling up your pregnant belly. Hey, it's half of what it used to be. It's because I got you off beer. Yeah. <laughs> I went on the whiskey diet. Lost 20 pounds. Mm. Yeah, out of your butt. No, mainly out of my gut. Oh. I thought when he got a hair smaller. But, because um, a girl shirt, it's still a girl shirt. It's still a girl shirt, so uh, bad news is it's still a girl shirt. Good news is Deb got a free Doctor Who shirt. Which is uh, kind of ironic since when I called and said, please talk me out of, you know, buying Doctor Who shirts. And he went, no. 
Um, well, you, just, you said I, I laid out excellent points. Is what are you going to use this money for instead of a Doctor Who shirt? And you said nothing, nothing. since I'm still not drinking. Um, uh, and it was uh, buy one get one, one, one half, half off. off. Yeah. So, um, and really, if they were if they weren't running that deal uh, next week, I was, you were gonna get you were gonna get a um, a weeping angel mask. The, when they're, like, scary, like, when they're about yeah. to attack. But it's, like, one of those, like... It's, like, the Batman mask that um, Hank. Hank wears, where he gets his tongue stuck in the slot. Stop putting maddening. your tongue in the slit. I can't. It's maddening. Um, but, uh... Yeah, so you end up... And you were like, well, if you're gonna be so fucking guilt-ridden about it, uh, just give me your shirt. And I went, are you out of your goddamn mind? Yeah. Um, but there are no other... I was gonna... And I thought about returning it, but there really aren't... Like, I don't feel emotionally okay with, like, getting a Tom Baker Doctor shirt, because... I would totally wear a Tom Baker Doctor shirt. Well, I used then, to watch that on the PBS. When see, I was but I, I'm not emotionally attached to Tom Baker, and I'm not... I'm not so, like, <coughs> nerd-pompous as to wear, like, a straight-out David Tennant shirt or a Matt Smith shirt. Like, I would rather wear a generalized Doctor Who shirt. You're like, wearing a Cyberman t-shirt like, right now, Doug. I control alt delete. Um, well, I'll take a picture of it and put it up online. Um, I guess I already took a picture of it to send you, but, um... No, you can put it... But actually, you know, put that picture up online, because it's got the shirt you gave to me and the shirt that you're wearing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, both. Um, but you, yeah, you got the one with the, uh, the, police the police box, uh, like, post, uh, or whatever, the, the police box... Something for public use. Yeah, yeah, but you got the, the, like, poster that's on the TARDIS. Yeah. Um... Oh god, that was a great moment when he goes. It's the Christmas episode where they go into the Winter Wonderland in the gift, and uh, he's wearing the suit on backwards at the very beginning. And they're they're like, "Get me to the blue police box." Then he walks into it, and it's a regular one. And he's like, "Nope, <laughs> next." Um, fucking fantastic! But oh, yeah, you're um, making hilarious faces right now, Michael, as you're experiencing that ghost pepper race through your digestive system. Oh yeah, my body's at war with myself right now. I feel like I've been poisoned. So, you know how sometimes you have to learn things you're not allowed to do when you've been drinking? Yeah. Like, I've learned I should not text when I've been drinking. That's Michael, just a general. And I've learned I should never drink ouzo when I'm drinking. Yeah. I always wake up in a strange place curled up with an empty bottle of ouzo. What is it that you do when you drink Bekarovka? I find I end up in an alley about five blocks away puking my head off. What is what is Bekarovka? Bekarovka is a Czech uh, herbal liquor that's kind of like cough syrup. Actually, it's like Jaeger. No, I mean, is it, no like, it is one of the. It's green not Bekarovka. It's the um, Slivovich. Yeah. Bekarovka, I think, just tastes like Santa Claus came in. Isn't my that mouth. who boxed Rocky and no. Slivovich? Actually, they. If you ever listen, to I will a, break him. If you ever listen, that's Drago. And that was the joke. But if you ever listen to the riff tracks for Triple X, which is awesome, by the yeah. way, they totally talk about that. Oh, there's a bunch of Slivovich bottles everywhere in this thing. Slivovich is basically a Czech malt liquor. Oh, no, it's... It's uh, a plum brandy. Yeah. Or the Romanian stuff I had, I always called Romanian sugar. fuck juice. Yeah, no, because is. that was 160 proof. Did you say Romanian fuck, fuck juice? Yeah, you had two shots of it and you were fucked. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was going to say that's, yeah, my... Uh, it's Romanian moonshine. When I drink, I learned Aww. that the... Uh, I can... T I think I'm turning the golden half hour into a golden eight hours, and that's not true. Um, as, you know, when I have first dates and get drunk and talk about voodoo. That date didn't go well. No, that did not. She never called But who wanted to date a girl, you know, that, you know, I associate the name with a pig, so... Charlotte? No. 
Oh man, I didn't even fucking think of that. Sorry. Charlotte, I'm not calling oh, you fat. Her, I swear her, to God. And her nickname is Piglet, so that works on so many fucking like I said, levels. Charlotte, I'm not calling you fat. I swear to God. Yeah, I don't think you could. Um, It'd be impossible. Not, yeah, not without some sense of irony. Uh, I was gonna say tiny bit, but then she's a tiny bit of a person. Um, By the way, Tony, Doug's under your bed. What? One of our regular listeners mentioned to me that he thought it was fine that I was in his bedroom when he listened to it late at night, but he thought it was weird that you were in his bedroom. He feels like he should check under the bed. Holy crap, I'm the clown puppet from Poltergeist. Yeah. Tony, Doug's under your bed. Fuck, yeah. I'm trying to think about Pennywise joke, but I haven't got one. Oh, um, and now uh, Michael's under your bed, too. No, I'm in the rafters over your bedroom. Uh, I'm holding your hand. Um... <laughs> Oh, you told me that story. Yeah. We haven't talked about that on podcast yet. Uh, well, Doug, then we'll get to it next week. Um, it's gonna be written down Doug's worst uh, vengeance prank ever. God, it was fucking phenomenal. But uh, uh, I don't know what I was rambling about. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, I turned the uh, the golden half hour into yeah. I'm nowhere near as charming after the uh, like fourth shot. Um, Nobody is, honey. We have one thing left on our whiteboard. Great. Michael, hopefully you'll get to put your two cents on this on this one. It's a uh, social contract asshole. Social contract asshole, um, and this has been one that I've I've noticed for years, over a decade now. Um, but I just one of those I never really uh, stuck in my mind until recently. Um, and not that I had a, a specific experience. It just it, I just suddenly became hyper aware of it um, uh, as I was looking for somewhere to to sit down and do some work was um, the Cafe Collective Stare, which, if you've noticed it, you know exactly what I'm talking about, or you do it, you don't realize it, um, but it's whenever someone... Uh, it's, there's a Sherman tank trying to assault the Fortress of Clapitude uh, by the sounds outside. No, it's just a dumpster. I mean, a dump truck. I was like, wow. Um, again, I like a dump truck can get into the Fortress of Clapitude. That's why I said Sherman tank. I'm a Sherman tank. Um, so when you, <laughs> so uh, yeah, when you walk into a, and even as far as Starbucks or or any other like, uh, it's any place where people are gathering that is more than one group. Like, yeah, like they, a bar they, or everyone, a library. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah, it's a yeah, man. Actually, no, well, I don't know, but um, bookstore maybe. Everyone, no, nah, not a bookstore, but uh, you know, probably a bar as well. Yeah, that's a. Excellent point. But, Especially um, like when I walked into that Hispanic bar a couple years ago, and I was the only person I even spoke English in there. Yeah, and you get you know the record skip. The oh, there, there was a straight up record skip, and everyone just turned and stared at me. It's it's one of those you walk into a place and everyone turns and stares at you, and you have that five seconds before you decide if you feel comfortable and you belong or not. Oh, I always go fuck it. I'm getting a beer. Actually, yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, you. it's like I'm, I'm, that's I'm, something I've gotten over. I'm like meh, stare all you but want. But I'm but I still notice it. Um, but I think it's just human curiosity. I think it's yeah. One, I think some of it is if someone's meeting someone, they they're gonna look up to see oh if you're that person or not. But there's we we worked at a cafe. Um, you were there for a handful of months, but I was there for a handful of years, and um, two handfuls if you start counting. Um, but uh, and it was just like this like judgment or you know. Um, well, that was a pretty judgy quick, cafe though. It was a pretty judgy cafe. I mean, it was... It, by the time it was over and it be, became the hipster hangout that it was. Um, but no, just just that 
horrible um, feeling of like everyone looking at you and it's just like, oh god, you become so self-conscious. Or you don't, which is fine, but it's like... I don't. I notice the stare, but it doesn't particularly bother me. Okay. I just like to think it's a reflection of my awesomeness. Look, there's that awesome girl getting awesome shots or awesome coffee. For me, it's usually, look at that jacket he's wearing. I was totally about to make that joke. Beat you, you to it. Jesus. Yeah. No, I love it. He's got a whole collection of jackets like that. I like hunting I really hope that couch believed in couch Jesus when it, you killed it and went it to didn't. heaven. It was an atheist. Was it a couch atheist? Couch in couch purgatory. Couch purgatory. That's what you call me, yeah. Couchatory? Couchatory rape. Oh, that's what that jacket is. Oh my god, you're That's how I killed it. Couchatory rape? With couchatory rape? (laughs) You couchatory raped a couch to death? I was going to say, raped it into a jacket. Yep. Oh, there's that take your hat and jacket off joke somewhere in there too <laughs> I don't think we're going to get any better than that that's really that's the topper yeah all right did you think we could get better than that no no all right and signing off from our first guested episode so our first guestful episode Deb Doug and Michael say goodbye Michael later who's that knocking at the door why it's our supervillain friend of the show Hello. We have some questions for you if you'd like to answer them. That would be acceptable. Jerry from Las Vegas asks, How do I keep my skin healthy? Using a peach apricot body scrub. You must exfoliate, exfoliate, exfoliate. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!